What up, nerds? TJ and Scott here for the Raising Nerds podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than hose chowder. <laughs> chowder from a hose. <laughs> With possible live creatures inside it. Yep, that do attack you. Yes. <laughs> Jump on your face. Yep. It's not. It's playful, though. It's playful, apparently. It, it is. It's just uh, giving them a kiss. Actually, you said that, and I'm like... Uh, Hose chowder, it's the chowder you get from a hose. <laughs> Got a little jingle there. There you go. Don't worry, Disney. I'll, uh, I will accept the royalty checks. You're welcome. <laughs> hose chowder. Oh. All right. So, episode 11. Of chapter 11. Chapter 11. But I, I wrote episode again. Episodes are for Star Wars movies. Goodness gracious. Yep. Well, we just recorded our chapter 14 episode, and that took two hours. Let's let's hope this doesn't take that long. I don't think there's as much in this one. Probably not. I mean, I, I have two pages of stuff, but I'm sure we'll run through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we open up on the scene that I predicted. Yes. 100%. As soon as he jetted off on the last one... Uh, going off into space and his ship was in ragged ragged shape I'm like I know how this opens yep it's lazily drifting past the planet Cole Iben hmm. to get to the moon of moon Trask of Trask <laughs> uh, apparently uh, Pelly said it in the last episode so that's where I was able to there find it is. Find it on Wikipedia. 90% of my stuff comes from there. Um, Mine too. He's traveling in sublight. Uh, Dank Ferret. First Dank Ferret of the episode. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he says, hey, we're here. We made it. They're it's all like in the cockpit. Somebody mentioned, or maybe I thought they said something about it being days in the cockpit. That would make sense. Ugh, that was, that'd be terrible. I couldn't couldn't imagine that. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes down, and he has his uh, amazing landing. Yeah. Which is he, great. Coming in, basically crash landing. He uh, is like, we might have enough fuel just to, you know, to be able to stop our descent. And so funny, the whole time you have the person on the calm saying, <laughs> on the you're harbor. coming in too fast. <laughs> you got to slow it up. Hey. Hey, doofus, slow down. slow down. You're coming in too hot. He's like, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, personally, when uh, when he asked Frog Lady to come help him, I was worried that Baby Yoda would start. Start snacking? Snacking. I thought, oh, no. Well, that's exactly what she thought, too. She kept looking back at the Yeah, eggs. maybe she figured like, out what he was doing. I, I have no doubt anymore. Um, but he gets down, and... Is able to hit the thrusters and is hovering just above the platform. Perfect landing. And it's funny the Mon Calamari is watching him just. Oh yeah, he's watching watch him come, him down, come down, down like just and... rocketing like a meteor straight down to the platform. He's just. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Uh huh. And then uh, he, <laughs> the rocket hits and boom, right in the water, and the Mon Calamari just like shakes his head and. Yep. <laughs> oh well. Yep. Which at first I was like, oh no, it's going to fill up with water. But I'm like, if it's, you know. It's space worthy. If it's space worthy, it's. It's seaworthy. It's seaworthy, yeah. 
Uh, so. Probably sunk all the way to the bottom of that dock. Probably. But it's probably not that far. I would Because um, the crane was able to pull him up pretty easy. Yeah, that's probably... And it's walking uh, in the water. Yeah. So it's a shallow cool. port. That's probably where the uh, animal at the end came from. It's when he hit the water. That's when it got in the ship. Ah, there it is. <laughs> yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could have stayed on there. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, but he comes down. And at first I was like, man, you suck at flying, Mando. That's what you I really thought. Suck. Like, you missed. But then again, like, when I've been flying a drone before, I've had that exact same thing happen. Oh, yeah? Like a little mini drone, I'm trying to land it. We had one that fit on my, my oldest son's Lego set. This little police uh-huh. helicopter pad. So I try to land on it, and you'd get it just right, and it's coming down. And it's like, yeah, 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 and then, bop. <laughs> like, dang it, what happened? <laughs> and sure, and yeah. So I, as I sat there watching, I'm like, nah, I've I've done that before. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give him a pass this time. It's hard and, to uh, land a, a hovering vehicle, especially when something malfunctions. And he's doing it, you know, manually. Cause oh goodness, yeah, that's not exactly easy. Uh, yeah. So the cool Adat crane. Pulls it out. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. People were cool. going nuts over that. Um, we've seen similar things like that before, though, in Solo, Star Wars Story, uh, on Corellia. Ah. In the background, you can see some walker cranes. Huh. They're actually designed off of real-world cranes. Huh. Um, they, uh, when my wife and I went on our last cruise, we were in a dock, and they had a bunch of those things, and I'm huh. like, wow, that looks like an AT-AT with a crane on it. That's so cool. <laughs> They don't actually move, but just the struts right. going up looked like the legs and yeah. the crane. And so seeing that, I'm like, ha ha, they did it. They did it. <laughs> they, did, they did the thing from the movie. They did the thing. It was fun. But he gets in there, gets down, and we see probably the happiest story ending that's yeah. ever happened in Star Wars ever. Yeah. <laughs> Where... Frog Lady, it's her official title. It is. Meets Frog, frog Dude. Man. Yeah. <laughs> frog Man. Frog Man. And they run and they hug each other and they have this beautiful little reunion. And it's a big deal. Uh, a is. lot of people online were making a big deal out of it saying, look, we, we don't see this a lot. Yeah. Uh, we never see a, a happy family reunited. That's, that's no. not a thing Star Wars is very good at. But it was a really yeah. fun thing to happen here. That's that true. something good occurred. Now, again, like I said in our last, uh, in chapter 10, this was spoiled for me from the previews. Uh, because you yes. actually saw her with her husband and the eggs. So I'm like, oh, we know they make it. Um, but it was still it was still pretty to see, and, and they let it happen. They didn't, like, yeah. just they met together and then cut back to Mando. They just... Yeah, they're like, let's enjoy this reunion. Yeah. And she almost died. A couple yeah, times. multiple times. And uh, I also saw her Uber review of Mando. Oh, yeah? <laughs> One star. <laughs> Crashed like three times. I had to help land the stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, Mando didn't get a good review from her. No. But uh, then again, he's not a taxi. And he doesn't care. <laughs> he never said he was an Uber driver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Mando does get a glimpse of one of the Mandalorians we see later, Casca Reeves, mm-hmm. the female Mando. She uh, She's watching him from the shadows, keeping an eye on him, because it's remarkable when a Mandalorian comes to town. Yeah. Uh, Mando knows that Baby Yoda's hungry, but he's still trying to figure out 
where some other Mandalorians are. Yeah. So he goes in. He's told that uh, Frog Lady's husband has seen them, so he would know how to find them. Yeah. So he directs them to the Chowder House. Yes. Hose, hose Chowder. Hose it's chowder. chowder that comes from a hose. <laughs> <laughs> and is directed to the waiter who directs him to one of the patrons. Yes. A quarren by the name of Brother Number One. <laughs> <laughs> And he's brother number one because every single freaking Quarren in this episode is, is related to each other. Yep. Every every Quarren that speaks, the subtitles all said brother, brother one, brother one, two, brother, brother three, two. brother yeah. five. I'm like, what the heck? Yep. Oh, I guess they I guess they're born from eggs or something like Maybe. frog people. And, Maybe. And they are part of an entire brood. Because <laughs> holy cow, they're all they're all related to each other. I guess that's why they all look the same. That's. I'm not trying to be corn racist. I'm just saying. Cornist. Cornist. Uh, speciest. I'm just saying that they all look the same to me. They did. And there's a reason. They're they're all related. So yeah. I know I'm not a bad person anymore. Yep. But in the middle of this, he gets the host chatter and the creature inside it and swimming around when yeah. he's poking it. He's like, and he's looking at Mando like, wait a minute, there's something in this. <laughs> And Mando's not paying attention. No. Until a little octopus thing comes out and latches on a baby on his face. And he makes those baby noises again. Yeah, like, thing, ah, 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 help. Ah, I'm in distress. Uh, Mando pulls out a vibrant knife, plant with your food. And just kind of little pokes, pokes it. it. Kills and it. And it falls off. <laughs> I don't think he killed it. Oh, he, well, I don't think it did. It looks like he, he poked it. definitely motivated it to let go, huh? Oh, yeah. No, it definitely damaged it pretty hardcore. It could have killed it. Yeah. And, then baby's like, oh, but I wanted it alive. Yeah, seriously, though. Um, so he gets in touch with this Corrin, brother number one. He says, I heard you're looking for Mandalorians. I am. I can take you to him. I can take you to him. Okay. How far? A couple hours. A couple hours sale. sale. Not long. It'll it cost you, cost though. You. Yeah, well, it does cost him, doesn't it? It does. These freaking Corrins. All Corrins are bad guys. I'm just saying. I haven't met a we good Corrin yet. We have yet to find a good Corrin, yeah. Every single one of them is either a little conniving, backstabbing little stinker, or is just a straight-up villain. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, although, I, I think in, in the Moncala episodes of Clone Wars... I'm sure there were some good Corrin that joined in the end. Uh, yeah. But they were bad first. They were bad first. It wasn't until Sharkhead really turned evil that they got their ways. So yeah. we find out pretty quick that they're bad guys. They've got some big sea creature called a Mummacore. Yes. What the heck is a Mummacore, Scott? This creature feature. It is our creature feature. This one's really detailed and very intriguing. All right. So a mammacor is a sea-dwelling creature, which we've known, you know, it's been, it's confirmed that they live on the, the moon of Trask. Okay, all right. They eat, um, they're carnivorous. Okay, so the, they'll eat people, they'll, they'll eat, eat baby Yodas. They'll eat baby Yodas or people. <laughs> um, they're pretty big. Pretty good um, size, but they fit on a ship. Good size, but they fit on a ship or under the ship. And they're a cage under the ship. In a cage, I'm not sure. Um, an onboard pool. I'm thinking maybe, yeah, it's like an underwater tank that it's in. Yeah. 
But, yeah, and then that's it. That's all the knowledge <laughs> I know. That's all I, all I could find about a Mamacore. Yeah, that's... Uh... That, that's as good as one of my creature features. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, we didn't do one last time on the last episode because there was none. There wasn't one. And actually, I just realized we didn't do a Lego set. No, we didn't. But that's okay because I got some good ones. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll share them as part of this one. There you go. Uh, so the Mama Corps, they uh, they convince Mando and the child to come closer while eat. they feed it. And right as it's coming up, Brother One shoves Baby Yoda into the middle of the tank. Yeah. Mumakor comes up. Baby Yoda closes the pod. We've seen him do it. We know he can yes, do it. Yes, he can do it. And sure. it gets swallowed whole. Yep. And Mando jumps right back in. Jumps right in. Uh, maybe one. we should have saved the story for this episode. Yeah, that's true. About that's you jumping more, in after your kid. Much more, uh, I guess, Much close. more direct. Yeah, it has to do with water and water. And jumping in after a jumping kid. Jumping in after the kid, which he did. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even think. He jumped right in. That's true. Now I'm second guessing our entire conversation last episode. You know, maybe episode. it's, yeah, now that, maybe it was just he was at such a loss that he just, yeah. he was like, I don't even know what to do. There's nothing he could do. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Mando. I misjudged you a little bit. He's, he's more of a, a father bit. than we thought. More of a father than <laughs> He did jump right in, just like you did. He did. So if you don't know what we're talking about, you really need to go listen to our last episode. Yep, episode. Which episode is that? Four? Uh, five. Five. I think we're... I think episode five. I think this is episode six of our podcast. Our breakdown of chapter 14. Yes. That's yep. the one. Um, Hunted and Hunter. So he is now... You know, just like Gore Koresh, they're coming after him for his best car. They want his shiny shell. <laughs> just like Gore Koresh. Got it. Got it. Um, and then immediately after finding out that he's actually drowning into the water and he can't fight the Mumacore because he can't breathe. Yeah. Um, they start poking him, trying start to drown poking him. him. Trying to hit him with knives. And then... Mando was saved by awesomeness. Not as yes. much awesomeness as last episode yeah, that mean, we discussed. Yeah, but pretty pretty awesome. Pretty Boba awesome didn't thing. show up. But. No, but a Mandalorian did show up. And a really freaking sweet Mandalorian yes. at that with probably the coolest painted helmet other than maybe Pre Vizsla. Oh, yeah. Or the uh, Maldalorians. The Those Maldalorians guys are cool. were legit. But... We see three Which, new Mandalorians show up yes. in dark blue armor. And they are, in order of appearance, Bo-Katan Krees, Koska Reeves, and Axe Woves. Axe Woves. There are three Mandalorians, two girls and a guy, and they come in and they kick butt. Hey, They're damn. using their weapons, using their ingenuity, using their Beskar. Yes. To uh, beat the crap out of these guys. And they get the gate open and... Pull him out. Bo-Katan reaches out and says, take my hand. hand. And I'm just like, yes. Did you know who it was immediately? Yes. Was it by the helmet or did you know beforehand? Yeah. Um, I knew she was in the episode. um, But if it's anything that, you know, notice and watch this movie, it's her helmet... The, the way her helm is designed. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, anyone would know that her helmet is definitely the most distinct thing about her. 
Yeah. And it was certainly the thing most talked about about this episode was her helmet and the details yes, about her helmet. Yes, yes. Of all the armor all that her she armor, wore, uh, her, her helmet, helmet was, was definitely the thing that captured the imagination on. of the entire yeah, world. Yeah, it was really that's <laughs> everyone they focused on her helmet. That yeah. that was the piece of armor that they yeah, talked well, about. It it is the most important piece of armor that yeah. that was there. So it's understandable why no one would think to talk about any other part of exactly. her armor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, do we want to address this? I mean, if you'd like It'll take to. two seconds. It will. Yeah, okay. So there was a big deal about her armor and how it was curvy because she is a woman with curves. She requires curves. And that's it. At least for comfort, I, I guess. Yeah, you know, because, you know, it shapes your body. It's kind of important yeah, to do. Yeah, it's, it's usually... If, if, if it's anything I've learned... If you wear something that fits your shape, it's usually more comfortable. This is true. And just for everybody on the podcast, I'm basically just shaking my head over and over because it's ridiculous that this came up. But it was a bunch of feminist people who were like, I can't believe the armor is curvy to fit a, fit a woman's figure. And the rest of us were like, what? <laughs> and to be honest, I uh, didn't even see her curvy armor. I, I did, but I did. it didn't register as... Oh wow, her armor's curvy. No, it's like, it's like yeah, she's, she's awesome. a girl. Yeah. Oh, yep. They've got the the female oh, Mandalorian cool. armor, hundred percent all the way. Yeah. Because uh, male and female Mandalorian armor is not just shaped differently on the helmets, but also yeah. on the uh, all the other plates as yeah. well. There's there are different uh, different coverages, which they is are. interesting. They're different shapes and different styles. Cool. If you look at Axe style, Wolves's, that's the word. I mean. If you look at Axe Wolves's breastplate it looks almost exactly like Django's, with the lines and mandos and, and mandos it, yeah. it looks incredibly similar to to theirs and, and then the uh, um, female mandos both Costa reeves and bo yep. both had very similar uh armor. shapes but it's it's it, yeah the shape of yeah. the plates is different mm -hmm. and it denotes female mandalorian yeah and so that's what i was looking at. i was really looking at Costa reeves when i was watching the show to identify what kind of armor she was wearing and she's wearing the she has the night owl yes. helmet just like the armorer and bo-katan and then she also has the same shaped armor that bo-katan has and that we see yeah. in the in the other stuff yeah. it's just slightly modified to fit their body type yeah now did i notice that they were curvy yeah, yeah, kinda. I, I guess it, it. Like it didn't really register. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, she's, she's got the, the owl eyes. I think she's moving around a lot. Yeah. But then, uh, no, yeah, hundred percent. No, that's a girl. That's, that's a female Mandalorian. And when I, and then Mando comes out, and he says, the child, you, you gotta help the child. The child's in there, and freaking Casca Reeves is like, like on it, on it. Like a freaking boss, just, just dives head first in, in. You start seeing explosions. Doesn't come up once. No. Goes down, shoots the crud out of that thing, and jetpacks out with the pod. With the pod. And just rips the door off. Rips of the door off. Which I did notice that after when she gets out, she is breathing heavy. So, I mean. Oh, no. It was It, a fight. it wasn't like, you know, she was still super bad, A, eh? But it was definitely a fight. And, I mean, with good reason. Yeah. She's underwater. With this creature yeah. that's huge. Yeah, she probably had no idea what she was getting yeah, into. Yeah, I mean, the odds are she probably got eaten to get in. That's to get, possible. You know, to get Grogu. 
And then she blew her way out of it. She took a book out of, you know, Mando got eaten by a crate dragon. So she probably did the same thing. It's not nearly as big. I got this. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, got to get in to get the baby. So I'll just get in and blast my way out. Now, there's, there's only one part about this that really saddened me when this happened. Uh, we only had one thing left from Quill. The... It was the pod. Yeah. IG-11's the... gone. The, the uh, I mean, the Razor Crest is there, but I mean, it's been fixed and damaged so many times. Yeah, it's... Mando doesn't treat it very well. No. But the last thing that was survival, that the survived was, was the pod, the cradle. Mm-hmm. And to see that get destroyed, it kind of hurt me a little bit. That is true. Because Quill is one of my favorite characters from the first season. He was awesome. And this was all that was left of him. And now that's gone. Dang those corn freaking corn dank ferric dank ferric ah <laughs> uh, well we got our second dank ferric in uh, yes. the episode right after As when he, he thanks them to, thanking them and like, thanks I'm starts talking for you about guys and again gets cut off every time he's talking about his quest with mandalorians whether they are or aren't a mandalorian it happened with Cobb Vanthu yep. he gets cut off he gets cut they off do by the removing of the helmets they're like, <laughs> and it's funny that he straight up is just like where'd you get that armor Where'd you get that armor? And there's three of them. So it's like, you got to be questioning yourself. Like, well, how do so many people have the armor? How come people keep getting my, this armor? And he's probably thinking like, I'm going to have a nice couple sets of armor now. family in three, for three, three generations. generations. It's like, you remove your helmet. You're not real Mandalorians. It's like, how dare you, sucker? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you, young man? Exactly. You have any idea who you're talking well, to? She's like, I'm the last... You know, she is the rightful ruler of Mandalorian. She is. Suck. Not a real Mandalorian. Shows what you know. Yeah, and <laughs> only now do I realize that when she said, you know, I'm the last in my line, it's because her sister got killed. By Darth Maul, which is what makes pretty you big wonder where, fame. Where did her nephew go? Because Satine, who is the Duchess, she had a nephew who would also be Bo-Katan's Don't nephew. Don't say. <laughs> Could make sense. You are 100% correct. Where's the nephew? Yeah, she has a nephew in that episode when Ahsoka helps them track down yeah. the black market. I would assume that, you know. And and uh, exposes Olmec. Yeah. In that whole thing. Yeah, I that's. Think. So something must have happened to him to make her the last of her family, the family oh, clan Crees. Yeah. He was a cool kid. He was. He exposed corruption, which was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. I didn't even so, think about that. Something happened to him. Oh, that's super which sad. Which is sad. And I didn't think about that until just mm. now. Well, but, uh, Bo-Katan, they take off their helmets, all three of them. Which Bo stuns Mando. And, and he confronts them. And these Mandalorians know exactly what's going on. Yes, they do. And they say, oh no, he's one of them. Uh-huh. Like, what and Casca says, Dank Ferric. Yep. <laughs> Number two. Which means that it's obviously a, uh, a, a word that all Mandalorians say. <laughs> yes, but we've also heard it from uh, Cara Dune. She has said dank ferric. Yes. Uh, so it's it's just a thing. Yeah. Not necessarily a Mando thing. Uh, but she lays down a whole lot of lore right here. Yeah, she a does. A whole lot of revelations. Geeks out a little bit. Yeah. As I did. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And she says, "He's a child of the Watch," child which is interesting because she was part of Death Watch. I wonder if there was another splinter after the whole Maul stuff. Must have. 
that Death Watch reformed under under the Watch. It might just called the Watch. Um, but they but the Death Watch they did want to return, which what she says is the child of the Watch. You know they wanted to return to the traditional way of the Mandalorian, which Pre did wanted to do. So maybe she's just referring to them. I think it's the Maldalorians who were captured at the end. I think mm. they splintered off. The uh, Shadow Collective. Yeah. I think is their name. Okay. Is it really? I think so. I think Maldalorian sounds. Maldalorian cool. sounds <laughs> way cooler. So we'll, we're going to refer to them as that from now on. Their helmets were awesome. Oh gosh, yeah, the paint up. Oh my gosh, dude, I have them. I have Lego uh, Maldalorians. Really? I do. Trying to find them. I have a whole bin of mandolin. Oh, right here. This is my first one. All the mandolins. So cool. Yeah, so I've got tons of mandolins, Lego guys. We're in the Lego room today. We're, we're, <laughs> we're recording here. So these are just the regular mandos. Yeah. Uh, no girls. No girls. They had a battle pack with four dude mandolins. No Interesting. Girls. Very frustrating. So that's huh. it's hard to find. But here we go. Maldalorian. Red and dark silver painted armor. These guys are actually pretty so expensive cool. now. Oh, I bet. Because they only came in one set, and you got two of them in the set. So I ended up getting two sets. So I've got a full squadron of four of these dudes. They're so awesome. Cool. They're in my. Uh, Didn't some of the. Uh, <laughs> some of them had helmets with horns. Yes, they did. They? I don't have any of those. That was the coolest. Those Just the leader. Cool. Just the leader. Uh, and he had he had like big spikes. Yeah, on they, were too. they were huge massive. horns. But so uh, cool again. Can't remember why we're talking about that. Um, Maldalorians. <laughs> uh, they um, may be the, the, the watch. watch. Yeah. yeah, they may be the the original progenitors of the watch, which is interesting. Bunch of religious zealots. Um, so that that'll be interesting. So, uh, Mando immediately takes this as a rejection. Says they're not true Mandalorians and jets off. There's with, only one way: baby. the way of the Mandalore. Yep. Which, obviously, there's more than one way. Yep. Is this is the way? Maybe this is the way, or that is the way. Is this <laughs> the way? Uh, one way or another. One way or another. <laughs> and then from a distance, we see the three of them blow the crap out of that ship. Yes. Leave nothing left, and all three of them jet off like a freaking formation. And I'm just yeah. like. So cool. That's pretty kick butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, okay, they're officially cool. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It, it's hard to argue any other way. Yeah. Which, you know, now Mando's kind of like, well, I'm thinking, where is he going to go? Yeah, I was really frustrated with him. I'm like, dude, you can't just leave like that. Yeah. Oh, man, you finally meet more Mandalorians. They have a different, little bit of different style than you, and you won't even talk to him now. Yeah. Gosh, that's so frustrating. That's prejudice, ladies and gentlemen. Don't have it. Exactly. Uh, and then, then he gets confronted by a Quarren who says, "You killed my brother." Killed my brother. And I wrote down which one. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of them, you mean? All of them. So, uh, Mando's like, "Look, just let me pass." He's like, "You don't understand. You killed my brother. I'm gonna kill your pet." Oh, and poor baby already gets a little nervous. And he but, does, he does. You but know, then, then the uh, coolest thing ever would happen. It's just, you know, they, uh, Bo-Katan and uh, Cosca Reeves and Axwell show up again. 
You know, they're still watching over Mando, I think. They are. They they still hope to talk to him because yeah. they, they've got their own things that they, they've got stuff they'd they like to talk do. to him and about. And he is Mandalorian, you know. Even though oh, he 100%. may not accept them as a Mandalorian, they're like he is. They and do. Mandalorians, as we hear later, work better when they're together. Yes. And so she says the coolest thing ever. She lands, she's like, no, he didn't kill your brother. I, I did. did. And then they murk every Which one of those dudes. You know, code word for draw your guns because in the next two seconds they kill all the rest of his brothers. Yep. And yep. him. Uh, they were the last of their line. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and there are no qualms about ending that. No. So Mando finally gets told that this is a black market port. Yep. She offers but, him a drink. She's like, let's. Yeah. At least have a drink with me. Yeah. And Mandel's like, you know what? You just held me out of this really crappy situation. Again, you saved me. And you guys are actually from Mandalore? Yes. I, I'll listen to you. Because she even talks about it. She's like, I was born on Mandalore. You know, yep. I, I lived there. so he... I fought through the Imperial yeah. Purge. So. So Mando's got to respect that at least a little bit. And he mm-hmm. does. He, he, he warms up a little bit. Yep. Um... So they go inside, they have a drink, they start talking, and this is a port, and they're trying to free some Mandalorian weapons. Yep. From, stolen during the purge. Uh, from some stuff. And when he announces that he's looking for a Jedi for Grogu, uh, she says, I might know a way to help you. Know a way to help. Might be able to help out the, with your little quest, but we would Do like some help, help with our quest yeah. first. That's the standard... That's what the Mandalorian TV show is. Mando yep. needs something. Somebody else needs him to help kill something. Yep. So he does. So he does. <laughs> He's kind of gotten used to it. Uh, yep. When it was Grief Karga and Cara Dune asking. Oh, sorry. That's the next episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when they ask. When they ask. Uh, he's just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, and that's kind of what he's going to do here. He... Decides to help. Hungry, hungry Yoda's watching Casca uh, Reeves eat. Yeah, as she she's got this live octopus thing. She's eating, and it yeah. like slaps her cheek it and she sucks it's it up. Funny and I'm like, it sticks oh, oh, there oh. too. Yeah, and then she sucks it up, and it's like, oh, Baby gosh, Yoda that's just kind of stares. I understand that's a reference to a previous show that she may have been on. Oh, really? But uh, huh. I'm not familiar with that because I don't watch any other TV because. Uh, Mandalorian is all I need. Exactly. <laughs> Mandalorian and Avatar. Yes. Maybe uh, maybe a, a couple others. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only nerd stuff, though. Only nerd stuff. Um, so Mando goes out and they start talking to him about what they need to do. They need to free these weapons from a Gazanti-class cruiser. And it was the same day that we watched this episode that my oldest son, Ben, proud dad, proud nerd dad moment, pointed out a Gazanti cruiser in episode one, The Phantom Menace. Could not believe it. He uh, he's watching it by himself, you know, in the other room. I'm in the Lego room working and he comes in and like, Dad, there's a Gazanti in episode one. Like, no, there's not. He's like, yeah, on Tatooine. On Tatooine. (laughs) And I'm like, no way. So I pull it up on my phone or whatever I had pulled up in here and I fast forward through to Tatooine when they're walking into Mos Eisley and holy freaking crap, there's a there's a Gazanti cruiser huh. right there, right behind Qui-Gon, Jar Jar, 
and Padme walking into town. Interesting. Just taking off. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I look it up on Wikipedia. Sure enough, yeah, it's Gazanti's class cruiser. And I'm like, dude, I am so proud of you right now for knowing what that was. (laughs) That's impressive. It really was. And he named it. Dad, there's a Gazanti class cruiser in this. I'm like, you know what, you 11-year-old kid, you are going to turn out all right. So Raising you right. So Mando gets a babysitter. Yeah, which is, again, the most unrealistic part of this whole TV show is how fast he gets a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, he leaves Yoda with the frogs, with Mr. and Mrs. Frog. Mind your manners. You know what you I'm know talking about. I'm talking about. about. <laughs> Be respectful and mind your manners. Stop eating their kids. <laughs> and then they... Uh, Mrs. Frog, while she was worried about Baby Yoda before, not so worried anymore. No, and she brings him and, and lets him sit, him over, right lets him sit next to it, and they get to watch their first hatchling. Yeah. Which is really adorable. It's a little tadpole. Yeah. And Baby Yoda, the, the music swells a little bit. Yeah. And it's got that wonderment, little uh-huh. chimey stuff. Yeah. And Baby Yoda, you can hear him go, oh, it's, he's excited. He's like, uh-huh. whoa. I didn't know something came out of those. Uh-huh. And uh, and then it pays off for much, much more adorably even later. Um, well, the Gazanti cruiser takes off. We see it taking off. We see the Mando's jet. Uh, and the reason they're able to get to the cruiser so fast is because the cruisers aren't allowed to take off until they leave the harbor. It's area. like a no-wake zone. Exactly, exactly. Just like when we're down at Lake Powell, you've got the little no-wake area. Mm-hmm. And that's just to prevent people from getting their ships blown away. Yep. Um, and we see that pretty quickly because after the Mandalorians land on the Gazanti cruiser, the captain of the ship, who is unnamed, he's just, his name is Imperial Captain. Huh. Uh, we don't really need a name either. No. Because uh, I was about to say he totally gets snoped. Yes, snoped. <laughs> Before we know anything about him, he's already gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, but they jump on there and they say that they're pirates and they say, well, we got to get out of here. When can we, how fast can we climb? And the guy says, we have to leave uh, the harbor before we can uh, climb, climb into the atmosphere to jump to hyperspace. Captain says, climb now. Climb now. And we get an outside shot of the ship engaging its engines yeah. and really just blowing the water around. The reason why they are not supposed to climb. Exactly. You're not it's a wakeless wakeless well, area. Leave it to the Imperials to just disregard the rules. Well they they're trying to get out of there. They I think they know what's coming. Because later on we hear from uh the captain that these are the same pirates that they've seen before and they have Yeah. Are these the same pirates it that he hears? So. And, it appears so. It's like, oh my goodness. So they've degraded Mandalorians to calling them just pirates, just yeah. straight up pirates. Uh, when in reality, they're what's left from your mess, yep. <laughs> Empire. Which is funny because, uh, you know, Mandalorian, when they're getting like a status on the in the, the bridge, I guess is where it is. Right? Yeah. How many are there? And he's like, like oh, at, at least, least 10, 10, maybe more. And the guy's like, there's only oh, four life forms. And then he says, they're Mandalorians. Wait, they're Mandalorians. <laughs> yep. And that's when the captain's probably like, crap. Yeah, we, we'd be in trouble. But all they need to do is be able to get to hyperspace 
to rendezvous with the fleet. They must be close by. It must be a short jump. Yeah. Because they expect to be able to hold them off long enough yeah. through hyperspace to get with the other guys and uh, get reinforcements. Right. Um, well, the Mandalorian's making quick work of these guys. Bo-Katan has a knife that she uses. Yeah. And totally just stabs this dude like three times. And then, and right through like, the let's armor. go and looks off to the side all epic-like as the oh, guy falls. Yeah, that was a beautiful shot. That was cool. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a looking at the camera moment, for yep. sure. Um, so they go in, they're able to get to the cargo area, they take out a bunch of dudes, there's some smoke bombs that they launch, and then they use their Predator heat vision to yes. totally snipe these guys out of existence while uh -huh. they can't see. That'd be a good thing for uh, Stormtroopers to have, too. Yeah, Fog vision with yeah. their helmets and all the stuff they inside those. They already can't see out of those, so why would oh. you make them nice? Exactly. Good point, good point. Uh, so they make their way to the cargo hold, and as they come up the elevator, this guy says, we just have to hold them until we can get to hyper hyperspace. And uh, as soon as the Mandalorians come out, this dude panics. Yes, he does. <laughs> he just Close locks it. Close, close the doors. Close the doors. Close all the doors. All the doors. All the doors. Close Which them all. Ones? All of them. So he closes them all, and he's so proud of himself, and he radios the bridge. We got him. You got him? What do you mean you got him? Where? Where at? We Where have are them they contained. Trying? Where? Where? Oh, the cargo control area. And he sits there. <laughs> the captain's like, where? The cargo and control area. Suddenly we hear, bang! <laughs> and they open the doors. And yep. all of these Imperial troops just washed right out into the atmosphere, yep. right out the back of the ship. Because of the cargo control. Because the cargo control area can control the cargo area where you are. Yep. You are where Doofus. they should be, and they are where you should be. Never lose track of what you're doing. Always have a plan, right? Yep. Uh, so Bo-Katan gets a hold of the communicator while they try, do you copy? Are you that? Copy. And she tells a joke that... I copy. That kind of took me out. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, she says, put some tea on, we'll be up in a minute. Yeah. And I'm like... Is that because they have British accents in the Empire? Is that why you did that? <laughs> Put some tea on. Is that because they're British? I That's bet it's awesome. because they're British. Yeah. Like, what else would they have up there? <laughs> exactly. And not uh, Spotchka. It was funny. I, I yeah, not Spotchka. Ah, oh, dang it. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. That's way better than my Gorkoresh garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that that took me out a little bit. But she answers the call and she's like look look at what we're going to be able to do with all these weapons with the battalion of mandalorians with these things and the captain had to open his big mouth he did he just he had to be like oh yeah you think well we're going to hunt you down we're going to scour this place no matter how many of those things you push out the back we'll, just hunt we'll you hunt you down you. and kill you she says no you won't because we're going to take the ship <laughs> And Mando's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> While she's on the comms. I mean, can you believe that guy? I don't know. He's like, wait, don't don't announce that this wasn't part of the plan. Can, can you let her? This was always part of the plan. Awesome. What? Shut up, Mando. She can't for not keeping him in the loop. Yeah. Well, I don't. I honestly don't think that was the plan. Because Probably she wasn't. she gives that victory speech very convincingly. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what we're going to be able to do with all these weapons? And he's like, I think the captain we'll pushed her you. button. And she's like, Oh, we're going to take the ship now right. too. Well, now now your ship is mine too. <laughs> Say something else. Say something else. 
And Mando's really not happy about that. He's like, you've changed the deal. And she says, I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been cool. But she doesn't say that. She says, this, this is, is the, the way. way. Which, if you want to find the Jedi, you'll help me take this ship. It's just funny. It was it, like we were talking about it earlier. It's kind of, it felt in the mocking way that the Twi'lek did. She in. Yeah. Yep, it really felt like the way that this she said it. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah. Maybe we'll see her again, too. Maybe. Uh, but, he, yeah, she just... She mocks him for it, and it's like, no, you, you stop being a jerk. You can <laughs> stop that, Bo-Katan. You're the good guy. Stop it now. Nope. Seagulls. She doesn't have to. She's Mandalorian. She no. does what she wants. Yeah. Well, this is the point where the captain panics and calls his his commander, yep. Moff Gideon. And we find out there the Mandalorians are the same pirates that have been plaguing them for a while. Yep. And we need immediate assistance. He said that we need like five, assistance. We need three, reinforcements. And Gideon says, how much of the ship have they taken? Everything but the bridge. So if they've taken that much, there's nothing left to do. You know, you what, know to what to do. Long live the Empire. Long live the Empire. Those freaking poor pilots. Did you see them look at each other? Oh, yeah. They were nervous he said, the you whole know what to time, do. though. And, and they go, oh, crap. crap. We picked the wrong side. Yep. And as soon as unnamed Imperial Captain says those words, long live the Empire, he draws his blaster and assassinates them. Now, that's something cool. He has the, the small blaster, right? The officer's blaster. Right. They're very reminiscent of German Lugers. And the really crazy part about German Lugers, the officer Lugers, they were not very good in battle. Huh. They were not very good in combat. Interesting. But they really were really good at executing deserters. Interesting. That's actually what they were designed for. They were designed huh. to kill your men when they disobeyed or deserted. Huh. You would capture them, and they were made. They were made primarily for executions. So when this guy pulls out his little officer's his little pistol, pistol and shoots both of the dudes, I'm like, that's exactly what that blaster is for, man. For that blaster was there to kill you, huh? I actually did a similar thing with my big walker here, my big Lego walker. Oh yeah. I've got a bunch of troops or, or guys off, uh, you know, working the consoles down below the walkway, like uh -huh. on the star destroyer, and I have two troopers that sit at the front of the thing. And they look like security guards, but they have one job. That if this ship, if this walker is taken, they are to execute all six of those engineer guys right down there. Huh. That's their job. It's kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, it fits with the Empire. That's it what does. the Empire and First Order and Final Order do. Yep. Uh, poor guys. They, cover, they kill them. And then and he... Luckily, the Mandalorians are able to bust through because of Mando's awesomeness. Yeah. Din Djarin mm -hmm. freaking cover me and then walks out and just gets hit target practice like 50 yeah, shots. He's the target again. and But he's wearing Beskar and Beskar holds up. It holds up. <laughs> he just has to get close enough to throw those detonators. Throw those detonators and... Uh, you see the one trooper will look at it like, oh, dang Crap. it. <laughs> and boom... They kill the rest of the troopers. They're able to get into the cockpit. 
pull the guy off of the controls because at this point he's trying to crash the thing. Who, I think when they're in the cargo area, when Mando's talking to Bo-Katan, because um, he's like, you altered the deal. You know, I was talking about it, and she was like, he knows something that I need to rule Mandalore You're I right. once had. Yep, she gives the hint about the Darksaber. That she wants it back. Because the ruler of Mandalore, uh, traditionally, was who held the yes. Darksaber. Not necessarily the, the Darksaber gave you power, but the ruler used the Darksaber. Yes. Um, the Darksaber itself doesn't give you the right to rule Mandalore, I don't think. But it is a rallying cry to yes. other Mandalorians. Which I think... I mean, I don't know, now maybe as good as times any to kind of talk about what the Darksaber is. Sure. Because it's, unless we want to save that till the end of the episode, it's, because no, I've had great. plenty of people ask me, like, oh, okay. what is that? Like, why was that so significant? You know, my wife, every time she sees it, she's like, now, why is that important? <laughs> why is that and important? I'm like, well, I'll tell you why it's important. Well, it's the most important, actually. And, and now that I say that, I don't remember his name. Man, the, the uh, main the fir- the Jedi who created it, Mandalore. Was it Mandalore? I know his last name is Vizsla. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Uh, the only thing I've ever heard him called is Mandalore. Mandalore, interesting. Cause or because it... that's his name, but it's also his title. Yeah. Uh, he was also the first Mandalore. Yes, but so he... that, I think that's why they called him the Mandalore. I see. I know I know his last name is Vizsla. Okay. When uh um in Rebels when Kanan is getting the story told by Fen Rao. Fen Rao oh, tells yeah. the story of the Darksaber to Kanan. He talks about where it came from and he, he says the guy's name is his name is Vizsla, who was a Jedi. Tar Vizsla? It might be Tar Vizsla, that sounds familiar. Oh, okay. That does sound familiar. It could have been something else, but... He was the first Mandalorian, maybe the only one, I I don't know, to become a Jedi. Jedi. Yep. And because of that, you know, he created his... A lightsaber that was unlike any other lightsaber, and that was the Darksaber. It was a black blade with a white outline. Yep, black blade, white outline. And when um, he died, the Jedi kept it as kind of a, a homage to him, I would say. Yep. Until it was, and these are the words of Fenrau, liberated by the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians broke into the Jedi Temple and liberated the Darksaber. Oh, that's amazing. So, that. so that, yeah, like we said, it and... kind of gives a certain amount of respect and it certainly turns Mandalorians' heads to whoever is wielding it. Yes. It, it has is a power. status symbol. Yes. It is... Uh... A symbol of the power of Mandalore, and it's a symbol of the uh, the the ruler of Mandalore. Yes. Um, my first experience with the dark saber was with Pre Vizsla. Mine as well. And Pre Vizsla uh, held the dark saber and wanted to reclaim the throne of Mandalore. Yes. Um, that was being held currently by Duchess Satine Cries Satine Crees. Yes. Who is the sister of Bo-Katan Kryze. Bo-Katan actually followed Pre Vizsla. Yes. With the Darksaber. They were able to, with uh, Maul's help, formerly Darth, now just Maul. Uh, he helps Pre Vizsla and the Death Watch to overtake Mandalore. And yes. then 
has a duel with Maul for leadership of the Death Watch, now in control of Mandalore. Yes. And, unfortunately, Pre Vizsla, Loses. Mandalorians in general, are built for fighting Jedi. Yes. Not so much for fighting Sith, no, or dark side users. Sith are a little more... Sith don't follow the rules. No, they don't. Jedi, Jedi have a lot of rules, and they won't just kill you for no reason. No. Sith, however, will lop your head off and take your dark saber and exactly. claim the rule of Mandalore, no matter what your girlfriend thinks. Yes, which it was interesting. I, I did like the point, you know, where there's a point where, and this is you know, Clone Wars, where Pre Vizsla realizes he's not going to win. Yep. You know, he he realizes he's done, but he still goes out like. A boss. Yeah. You know, only he says, the strongest it's, as you lead. said, only the strongest shall lead. Didn't beg nothing. No. Nope. Just accepted his loss, which he knew was going to be his death. Yep. Wow, he did go out like a boss, and he lived the he lived the 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 warrior's creed to the end. Yes, he did. Now that's the point at which Bo-Katan freaked out and yes. betrayed Maul. Yep. And. Uh, a few of the other Death Watch also broke off, and yes. they're the ones who end up contacting Kenobi and trying to overthrow Maul. They're unsuccessful. Yep. It's not until uh, Ahsoka comes in Season 7 that they're finally able to dethrone him. Yep. But in the middle of that, at some point, Palpatine comes and fights Maul. Yes. And Maul's brother Savage. And uh, kicks their butts. He and does. Maul was using the Darksaber. He was. At one point, he uses both the Darksaber and his lightsaber after, I think, Sidious kills Savage. Then Maul uses both. Not for long, though. Nope. Sidious kicks and the crap out of really, him. Really, in these. Clone Wars, once Maul takes the Darksaber, you really only see him fight with the Darksaber. He doesn't really use his lightsaber. No, he doesn't. He still has the half of his red one. Yes, he has it, but, but he uh, uses it goes away on the Darksaber. Until. Palpatine kicks his butt. Yes. And then we see him use his red one in Ro- in Solo? Or is this That's his new constructed This is one. way further, actually. Yeah. Uh, the next time we see it, I think, is still in possession of Maul. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we see it in Rebels. Yeah, I think that's And he doesn't the next use it anymore because we actually see it and it's on its pedestal. It's just... It's on its pedestal. In, on, display. And it's on display. And he's got pictures of Satine up there. He does. Which is interesting. Yeah. We know he's obsessed with Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan loved Satine. In fact, you know, side note, Darth Maul oh. kills Satine in front of Obi-Wan because, you know, like, Obi-Wan's love interest is Satine. They, which is a whole thing that we could dive into. You, you're, you're ready for me to blow your mind? Go for it. A little detail that I don't know if you put the, put the two and two together. Uh... Obi-Wan fell in love with Satine on a mission with Qui-Gon to Mandalore. Right. During the Mandalorian Civil War. Huh. That Jango Fett fought in. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> How cool is that, right? That's crazy. <clears throat> I heard somebody made that connection and I went, oh, please let that be true. Please let, let, right. let them be protecting Satine while this person who is going to affect the rest of the Star Wars universe is just outside the door. Oh, is, man. Is looking for you right now. Oh, my gosh. Just the That's thought crazy. that they came that close to each other and then 
years and years later on Camino Django to Fanny, meet up with each other. Oh my gosh, just never just had the pleasure of meeting a Jedi before. <laughs> it's exciting, and which would have been true because Obi Wan was helping Satine hide. Yep, they were in hiding. Yep, uh, not in open war, and it was the Civil War, which means the Jedi would have not normally been involved at all. Exactly, but, uh, they were just there to protect. Yeah, but so that's just like Naboo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the dark saber. Um, so that is the that is the. Not sure if it was made saber. from a kyber crystal. I don't think. I don't do know. we know what? We have no what idea what's powering it. it by it's a crate dragon pearl. It's a crate dragon. How much you want to bet that a Mandalorian Jedi took out a crate dragon and I'm up because for it. the crate dragon <laughs> pearls actually can be a black color. Oh. That would, I mean, but that gets so rare now. Now you're not just talking about it being a crate, crate dragon pearl, but a rare crate dragon pearl. And it's like, I, I, cool, still cool, still cool. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I need it to only be one layer cool. <laughs> if you get too many layers of cool, it's like that's so ridiculously out there. That's well, it's to show you just how awesome he, how, the Mandalorians yeah, that's true. are. That's true. <laughs> okay. But, anyway. Anyway, uh, dark saber. Still in possession of Maul, goes into possession of Sabine. Yep. Uh, Sabine is related to. No, she's not related to. Bo-Katan. She is not related to Bogotan, but she is of Sabine Isla. Wren. She's Clan Wren. She's Clan Wren. Yes. And she is a Vizsla. Is she a Vizsla? Yes. Oh. House Ren, Clan Vizsla, or vice versa. Oh. It gets changed. Ah, that's what it but is. House Ren, Clan Vizsla. So she is gotcha. a Vizsla because all the other Mandalorians actually do see her as a traitor because the Vizslas kind of went. Oh, because um, they joined the Empire. They joined the Empire. They joined the Empire like uh, Gar Saxon. Like Gar Saxon. Yeah, all right. So they see her they help the Empire as, destroy. A, as a traitor because the Vizslas right. were traitors. But she helps restore that by returning the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. To Bo-Katan. And essentially, just just by finding the Darksaber in Maul's stuff, taking it and delivering it to Bo-Katan, which was really no risk to herself at yeah. all. Uh, well, okay, a little bit, but not, yeah. not really. <laughs> uh, she basically buys her family's... Uh, honor. Honor back. Yeah. By doing that, by returning that to Bo-Katan. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So we see the the dark saber in Bo-Katan's hand, and she's basically back and going to be in charge of a Mandalore. Mandalore, and, and that's at the end of Rebels, and which is, and the Empire now is uh, decides that they're going to yes. destroy it at some point. Which Rebels takes place just before Episode Four. Okay, and we we are thinking the purge takes place after Rebels, but before yes. Episode Four. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it's the Mandalorian yeah. purge. So then the next time we see and that's the, why we don't see him anymore. Yeah, Except the next time we see it is in the end of the first season of the Mandalorian. It's what Moff Gideon uses to cut out of the Tie Fighter. Yep. So we, at we some point we got it. he took it. He has it, yeah. and Bo-Katan wants it. That's Yep. Why they're going to the bridge so that she can find out where it's at. Yep. Well, she does confront the captain, and he tells her, if you're asking the question, you, you already, already know the answer. She said, does he have it? He said, if you're asking, you already know. 
And then she says, well, you're going to take me to him. I'm going to let you live. And he says, you might let me live, but... He won't. He won't. So I'm not going to do it. And then he uh, pulls a cyanide pill from his tooth. (laughs) An electrocyanide pill. Electrocyanide. And zaps himself to death. Which she does not like at all. Which uh, we should note that uh, they do save the ship from crashing. Because... Yeah, Mando and Casca uh, Reeves jump Kaskaris. on the on the sticks and pull it up just in time. They're still in the harbor zone because yeah, they're they right are. next to a ship. Yeah, right next to a harbor ship. But I'm like, oh my gosh, man, they're gonna hate you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, they're taking off early. They damage any ships. We're not gonna forget oh, that. that. And then, then nah, what are they doing? Yeah. But uh, Mando. Mando finally confronts Bo-Katan. Now, all this time, the name uh, Moff Gideon is never brought up. So, Mando doesn't know Moff Gideon's still around no. until the next episode. Exactly. Which is a big deal. And then Bo-Katan doesn't tell him that she's looking for Moff Gideon either. No. She knows he's alive. Yep. But she never mentions his name either. Doesn't, she never even says the name Darksaber by name. But Mando wouldn't have known that anyway. No, but... He didn't look and back. And he... He wouldn't need. It, it probably is just like a, it wouldn't make you know. Why do I need to tell him about Moff Gideon? It just never probably crossed her mind. No, no. She she studied at the uh, Admiral Holdo School of Sharing Information. <laughs> yeah, or the lack <laughs> or of. Or vice versa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know that's gonna make some people's blood boil. That's fine. Uh, so Bo-Katan finally. Agrees to tell him where to find a Jedi. Yep. On the planet Corvus. Corvus. Look for... And there you will find Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. And it's like, oh my gosh, first time of, of that name being said by a living person in a Star Wars. Yep. Oh, that was fantastic. I absolutely I, loved it. There she is, Ahsoka Tano. Which, you know, to be honest, it it's took a little bit of the surprise away knowing that someone was cast and would possibly play Ahsoka Tano. Had that not been yeah. said at all, when she said Ahsoka Tano, I think it would have been much, you it know, definitely much bigger of a reveal. Everybody out. Yeah. And we would have freaked out a lot more than we already did. It's kind of like uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Because it was never mentioned no, when nobody, Ahsoka no Tano says... Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? It was much more of a, whoa, whoa what did you just what? say? <laughs> it was really good. So, I think they could have done that. But, you know, it's, it was awesome. But she was excited to play the character. In she was. Movie. And, she, yeah, so. Well, once Mendo gets that info, he totally does a baller dive off oh, the ship. so cool. They really showed how awesome the jetpacks were in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. He just jumps off and jetpacks... <laughs> Uh, there was one of the one of the times when they were attacking, one of the troopers hits the windscreen on the front of the ship. Yeah, because <laughs> and, like uh, slides off of it. And I'm like, um, that's a classic comedy move. Well, Costco Reeves <laughs> drops down, grabs him, and oh yeah, jets flies off, and off drops with him, him and drops him. That's, that's why he right. hits the glass. That's so awesome. So yeah, was that so Costco cool. or was that X? I think it was Costco. Okay, you know, that's pretty but awesome. now I. Point is, one of them took a stormtrooper off. What of the kickbutt guy? Dropped him on the window, and that's the last we saw him. Yep. 
Well, Mando goes back and picks up his baby from the babysitters. Uh-huh. And he's playing with a little tadpole in a he little is. dish with some yeah. water in it. Not eating him. No, not eating him. I, I was for a half a second worried, but then so I saw that he was petting him. And mom and dad are standing there helping him recognize. It's it's just like my mom and dad, if they have an older kid mm-hmm. and they have a brand new baby. And they teach him how to softly and touch gently, him and be yep, gentle. Just barely pat. That's, that was a great parent moment. Yeah. I really liked that. I felt good. Yeah. And they taught him that, oh, well, these little eggs, yeah, I know they're, they're delicious, but they can turn into something. They can become uh-huh. more. And Baby Yoda's like, oh, okay. And for a minute, I actually thought they were going to try to go with the vegan route and try to be like, oh, we're going to make Baby Yoda vegan. And I'm like, you better not. You <laughs> well, better they not. got rid of that suspicion at the end. Yes, they did, right away. Which right I was away, they're like, he still eats stuff. <laughs> I... I felt it was such a relatable moment when Mando comes and takes him and he's like, nope, we're going. And, and Baby like, Yoda no, throws no, a fit. No, he throws and a little like, fit. Kids throw fits all the time when they don't want to leave somewhere, especially when it's like not your own house and they're having <laughs> yeah. fun. And Mando's like, I, I have, have enough pets. So funny. <laughs> that was so great. Uh, I freaking love that. But then he goes to get a ship, which he paid a thousand credits to the Mon Calamari. Now, now I will jump in right here and do a clarification. Uh, I forgot to do this at the beginning. When Mando lands and talks to the guy at the beginning, he said he lands and he asks the calamari. He says, "Can you fix it?" The Mon Cal, this is the hard part to hear. He says, "Fix it? Nah. No. I can make it fly." Uh huh. He says, "Well, all right." He says, uh, "Here's a, you know here's a thousand credits. Do what you can." And he says, no, oh, fuel it up. If it'll hold fuel. If, hold if fuel. it still holds fuel. Yes. Uh, so Mando gets back and, uh, yeah, it holds fuel, but not much else. No, and there's just, like, rope holding stuff together. Rope holding stuff. This is supposed to be space-worthy. Come on. Yeah. And uh, it's rope, and he's got netting inside, inside in the cockpit. Yeah. What the heck is that going to do? And it's funny because he's like, I gave you a thousand credits. And he just hands him like the manifest, the receipt to sign. <laughs> yeah, hands him the receipt. Doesn't even look at him. Just like, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. sign and get out of here. Yeah. You're lucky I got this far. Exactly. Which was uh, cool. You know, talk, He paid him, you know, in credits, but it was cool to see the flan. Yes, the calamari flan the calamari from the very flan first, information. Episode, first chapter. He pays the, the other Mon calamari in the... Um, in the restaurant. The restaurant for information he pays him in flan. I was like, oh, hey. Oh, that call was back. so great. I loved seeing that and be like, ah, oh, that's Calamari Which I know flan. he paid the armor in it too, so I wonder how much he had. Yeah, he must have had a little bit extra. Yeah. Didn't didn't take all of it. And uh, then he brought back all the Beskar. That's, that's true. But so, yeah, then he goes to take off. And it's funny because he's like ridiculous or unbelievable. Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Unbelievable, yeah. He is just exasperated. And uh, then uh, as he's taken off, we get a scary octopus thing. Yeah, it crawls, you know, in the ship. Crawls up in the ship and comes over to Baby Yoda. It's got multiple eyes. We get to see from the creature's perspective at one point. Yeah, look at it, Baby Yoda. 20 Baby Yodas. Does not get cuter with multiplicity. No. (laughs) And uh, then right as he gets close to Baby Yoda's, he's starting to make some noise. He's like, yeah, like, a little this worried. Is, yeah. And Mando just reaches back almost without looking. He just 
squishes it. <laughs> yep. And then hands it to Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda slurps, slurps it right up. up. Finally yeah. gets his meal. I know where to take you. Man, kids are hungry all the time. All, all the time. The time. My, my oldest, all the time. I'm still hungry. That's what she says. All day. Every day. I'm still hungry. You have, you have dinner. And they just... Okay, now what? Now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. We, we I haven't even finished eat. cleaning up. Dinner. Yeah. And you're, you're still hungry. hungry. At our house, we have treat drawers now. The kids can get a treat anytime they want. Nice. But once their treats are gone, they, they only get refilled once a week. There so it is. Once you've, you know, used up all your stuff, and you're all done now. That's smart. But... Uh, yeah, the well, ship starts to take off, which uh, I think it'd be good to note that as it takes off, there's parts here and there that it loses pieces. It loses pieces as it takes off, and then when it jumps into hyperspace, and there's a piece, piece falls that off. falls off. Spinning in space. Hilarious. Uh, so I'll jump in real quick and do the, the Lego set. Uh, I had a couple options on this one. There's the uh, the AT-AT crane and a Gazanti mm. cruiser with some Mandos, but I think the one I landed on that I really wanted was a boat. The the Mumacor boat with the mm. corns. You got a couple corn figures, and then all the Mandalorian, all the Bo-Katan and uh, Axe and Casca, and all of them on the ship. Huh. I think that would be that would a be pretty cool. awesome set. It'd be yeah. probably a forty five fifty dollar set because yeah. you've got a little boat, and then you've got the jetpack Mandos. Maybe you have a smaller set with maybe Axe or something, and just have the girls in the big set. But. Yeah. Um, and then you can have Mando and and uh, and some some jaws that you can close over the the pod for Baby Yoda. There you go. That'd be good. Yeah, that would look good. Um, but while I'm at it, I may as well talk about the the one from last chapter. Yeah. Uh, the one that we did, chapter fourteen. Uh, what I want more than anything, I think, they already have lots of slave ones, but we need a new Boba. We need the old Boba. Yes. So I thought it would be the Imperial Transport with uh, some troopers, a couple of troopers. We have a captain, maybe a couple of regular troopers, and then the mortar the trooper. The mortar, yeah. And then also have uh, Boba Fett and Fennec. Yep. Because everybody else comes in other sets. Yeah. But that would be a fantastic set to have. Yeah. And I want Boba with his, with his outfit, but then I also want... Uh, Cloak. The armor version. Oh, as okay. Well. The uh, Boba Fett armor version. Yeah. As well as the cloak. And he'll obviously come with a gaffy stick. Oh, of course. And, uh, and a rifle. Yeah. Because that gaffy stick was boss. That would be cool. Um, or since Mend- since Boba's going to stick around, you could just do old yeah, Boba you know, with yeah. just the gaffy stick. Because we'll see him in that. the next episode, I, th- I uh, believe. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I wanted to go back That's and do that because no, I totally smart. forgot and I was excited about yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so what you know just kind of touched on Bo-Katan and them. Yeah. From what I was looking, it looks like that they those three are addressed as they're a part of the group the Night Owls. Yes. Which uh, yeah. from what I was reading the Night Owls were actually before Bo-Katan led the Night Owls which were just yes. female a female yes, they group were female of warriors mm-hmm. that when that she joined when she joined Death Watch. Oh, okay. They followed her. Oh. And joined with Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan was the leader of the Night Owls. Yeah. Okay. So, but I think, but when they had the schism after Maul 
killed Pre-Vizsla. I think that's where it gets... That's, I think, where it's they split off. Yeah. And became the, the two factions. And there were there were guys and girls who yeah. fought against the Maldalorians. Yeah. So, so I think that's where it kind I of wonder if she, the line. Yeah, and she, uh, they, yeah, they, you know, it's not just an all-female thing after right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but I wonder if, because all the female Mandalorian helmets we've seen have that owl look. Right? Yeah, they, they have the pointed eyes. Okay. Yes. Cause not was, necessarily the decorations, but it seems that female Mandalorians just in general have, the, have that the, look. The uh, uh, softer. Because we saw that first. in the covert as well in the in the first episode. Yes. Or in the first season. Uh, I actually have a couple of the a couple oh. of those, and you can tell which one is the girl. Yeah. And which one's the guy. So yeah, she's got softer. The, it's not really the only way that you lines. can see it. Is uh is because of the eyes. That's the only way you can actually tell between these figures, hmm. which one is the girl is literally by the helmet. Yeah. So. They're pretty good. Huh. Yeah, I wondered because you know, if if it was just catered to the group, the night owls, it was like the armor definitely has night owl helmets. So I wondered if she was, you know, yeah. a part of the watch, but kind of you know knew Bo-Katan and. She may have. It makes sense that she would know who she is. I'm, I'm a little worried now about the armor. Maybe the armor isn't the good guy we thought she was. Yeah. Because if she's part of this, you it's know, part religious of a radical cult, yeah. uh, she might be uh, not completely honest about yeah. what happened with uh, with Mando. What if she wiped out all the Mandalorians? Ooh, that would be... I don't think it'd go that far, <laughs> but I crazy. Uh, but Mando also talks about going back to Mandalore being uh, suicide. That yeah, it's a curse. That goes that back, place it's is a curse. Place. And Bo-Katan says, "Don't believe everything don't you hear." Everything Which hear. is, I think that's the theme of this episode. Yeah, it's like okay, or uh, of the season of Mandalorian, because like, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything the armorer tells you. Don't believe everything that Prime Minister Olmec tells you yep. about who's a Mandalorian and who's not. <laughs> Don't believe everything you hear. Yep. Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. Uh, but if we see it happen, we can trust that. Uh-huh. We can trust what we see actually happen. But when somebody tells us a story, don't necessarily believe it. Well, I mean, that takes it back to when Darth Maul took over Death Watch. Yep. And one of the one of the you know scariest just because of how true it is things that he said when uh, Bo-Katan said to the members of Death Watch that joined Darth Maul she called them all traitors and Maul said unfortunately for you history won't see it that way oh yeah and then he told them to obliterate them yep or exterminate just completely wipe them out and it's you know history is told by the victor it is. And so History is written by the Right victims. there, she's talking about, I was like, don't believe everything you see or everything you're told. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end, Bo-Katan does, does give Mando one more this is the way before he leaves. Yes. And it seems a little and bit it's more, a lot more endearing. Yeah. She, uh, at first she's like, look, she was kind of caught up in the moment. She yeah. said it sarcastically. Because she's like, no, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Because, I mean, she is a leader. She did rule Mandalore. She is the rightful heir to the throne of Mandalore. Yep. And 
Mando is like scoffing at her and she's like, no, I am the Mandalore. This is what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> and so she sarcastically says at that time, but then later when she calms down a little bit, she doesn't really get what she wants, but she, you know, she took the ship. She's got direction though. And she's, she's got a bunch of, you know, ammo now. Yep. So she and uh, so now she's a little more softer and she's like, all right, I'm sorry. I said that about you earlier. Yeah. This is the way. This is, yeah. Yeah. So good, though. Yeah. Uh, it's a good episode. Unfortunately, we, we just reviewed episode 14, so we're like, no, that was that was pretty much the greatest thing Yeah. Ever. So, we're done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this episode, yeah, I mean, some huge canon stuff came out, and we found out where, Mandal- where Mando's actually from. And, and uh, you know, his... <laughs> answered a bunch of questions like the biggest one being why because many people ask why did we see others take their helmet off other mandalorians take it off but he says you're not supposed to and it's like oh it's because he's a part of it answers all those questions and we're just like like, now we're done yeah it was was cool it was cool in the moment but the moment is over that moment's over and it's been replaced by boba it's been replaced by boba fett boba fett boba fett so cool. I want to listen to him again now. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> just watch a little compilation and talking. Yeah. Well, cool. Well. There it is. And if any of you are having trouble raising your own nerds, remember that this is the way. Until next time. Oh, goodness. Well, that was great. Well, at some point my phone turned off. Nice.